All right, this is another edition of Coffee with Craig and Kevin. They let us keep going on and on and on. I'm Craig Galbraith, Channel Partners Executive Editor, along with Business Development Lead, Kevin Morris. Kevin, how are you? Doing well, Craig. Great to be here again. You know, with every episode, I get a little more confident that we might keep doing this thing maybe for another whole month or so. (laughs) Yeah, well, I'm happy with just every uh, next podcast we get in that we haven't been canceled. (laughs) Yeah, well, yeah, one step at a time, that's for sure. But uh, how are you doing out there in Phoenix? Good, sir? I'm doing well. Kind of getting my head above water now that we're uh, almost a month post Channel Partners Conference and Expo. But I'm not too far above water. I, I don't want the bosses to listen and think they need to dump more work on me, if you know what I mean. <laughs> don't I ever. I, I'm experiencing the same thing, uh, trying to get all my follow-ups in and making sure everybody had as good a time as we think they did. Absolutely. What else is going on? Well, Craig, I'm just excited that spring, now that we are looking up from the show, is actually here and in full swing. Baseball is starting to hit its stride. Unfortunately, 90% of my New York Mets are hurt already. The NBA and NHL playoffs are here. Yes! I do have a horse in the NHL race, uh, the New York Rangers. And then lastly, you know, the Kentucky Derby was this past Saturday. I saw a lot of partners posting on LinkedIn and Twitter about being at the Kentucky Derby or being at a playoff game. Uh, So, you know, it's a great time of year and it seems like it's a great time to be in the channel as well. Yeah. Speaking of the Derby, they call it the fastest two minutes in sports. That's like our podcast, the fastest 25 minutes in podcast land. (laughs) <laughs> that That's for sure. Hopefully fast because it's fun, not fast because people start listening and turn it off right away. That's what I'm thinking. You know, I noticed the, the favorite always dreaming one. Kind of reminds me of you. You're always dreaming to have your name at the uh, front of the podcast. But uh, as we know, that's not going to happen anytime soon. When's your birthday? September. Let's do that in September 2037. Let's have you at the front of the podcast. How's that sound? <laughs> that sounds great, <laughs> Craig. You know what? If, if we're still standing after all that time, I'd be happy to take you up on that. All right. That was my initial dream, I would say, when we first started this thing. But now I've moved on to bigger things. I'm always dreaming that one day I'll be co-hosting with former New York Giant, Hall of Famer, Super Bowl champion, and now television personality, Michael Strahan. I think coffee with Michael and Kevin sounds a lot better than coffee with Craig and Kevin. I get that. But personally, I think I'd rather co-host with Kelly Ripa myself. Yeah. Roger that, good buddy. (laughs) So I hear that we want to revive the on the road segment as you've actually been doing some traveling here. We sure do, Craig. I, two weeks ago, was in Danvers, Massachusetts, which is actually about 20 minutes north of the Boston area for the ASCII Success Summit. And it was a great event hosted primarily for MSPs. And there were some vendors there. Uh, showcasing some of the latest technologies. Uh, I saw some good things from SureWeb, AVG by Avast, Pax8, WebRoot, and Datto all took home various Best in Show awards. And I had the pleasure of hearing their keynote speaker, uh, Frank Abagnale, who was the Leonardo DiCaprio character from Catch Me If You Can in real life. And he talked a lot about his life and then what he's doing with the FBI in terms of cybersecurity. And I just got to tell you, it is a scary world out there. And it's uh, he was just a really great speaker. And, you know, I don't want to get into too much of it, but uh, he did talk about how when he goes and visits these Fortune 100 companies to uh, provide cybersecurity advice, the first thing he does is park in the employee parking lot, take out 100, you know, of those USB flash drives. 
and throw them around the parking lot. And all it says on them is confidential. And he has trackers on every single one of them. And he says within three hours of doing that, at least 40% of them are plugged into a computer. Basically, all it says on the flash drive is this was a test. You have failed. And that's just amazing to me that people just still don't have that education in place where they just need to know you can't just go ahead and plug things into your computer anymore. It's it's a different time and place. So he was a very powerful and very insightful speaker. So I was really glad to see him. Well, Kevin, if I hadn't seen the movie 10 years ago, I was going to be a little upset with the spoiler alert there. <laughs> so so you knew ahead of time that he worked for the FBI? He ended up working there? Yeah, I, I was familiar with that concept, but uh, you're lucky there, my friend. Speaking of travel, you're uh, on the road again uh, this week, correct? WTG, you're going to get out on the golf course, I hope? You know, I am. I'm hopping on a plane tomorrow, heading out to WTG's fabulous TNC event they do every year uh, to honor their partners and providers. They're not going to have me on the golf course, and I think that's for the safety of everyone else who's there because I've been known to uh, scatter a few golf balls here and there. So uh, it's probably better for everyone. I'll be out there more to cover the event, probably eat a lot of delicious food as well. I mean, you know, that's how I roll and see our good friends over at WTG. When they call it a golf scramble, they're talking about uh, your shots all over the course. That is correct. And and having everyone in my foursome help look for the golf ball when they're done. Your foursome is an F-O-R-E foursome. For... Very well played. I can see why you're in the editorial business, Craig. (laughs) All right, Kevin, we're going to want a lot of our listeners to be traveling to Channel Partners Evolution. Coming up at the end of September, September 25th through the 28th. Hopefully they're marking their calendars for that one. Uh, We've got a lot of uh, exciting new stuff that uh, people are going to be able to take advantage of there. Uh, That is correct, Craig. Um, Just like the technology we all support, the channel itself, the name of the event, the event itself is constantly evolving. I mean, every week I'm learning about something new. Just found out that the hosting con event is going to be hosting a pre-con on site in Austin. So that's really exciting. Uh, We're going to have our first ever Evolution Invitational Golf Tournament Uh, going back to golf again. uh, They probably won't have me playing it again for everybody who's listening safety, but um, it, (laughs) it should be it should be a lot of fun for all involved. Uh, there's rumors of food trucks being in or very close to the expo hall. So you get some local Austin flavor there, literally. A lot of new things in addition to what we talked about in our last podcast with SDXE, the Software Defined Enterprise event, being uh, co-located there in Austin. So everything's evolving except for my waistline, unfortunately. <laughs> Not in the right direction anyway. Huh? <laughs> Well, you mentioned, Kevin, it's a great time to be in the channel. We've got a couple of guests today from companies that are really making the most of it. And they're recipients of our Channel Partners 360 Business Value Awards a few weeks ago in Las Vegas. You've got that right, Craig. So without further ado, let's welcome into our podcast here, Rick Beckers, president of Cloud Tech One, and Jeff Drummond, the CIO and CTO of CPI Communications. Rick, Jeff, how are you both doing today? Doing great. Wonderful. Thank you. 
So, Kevin, before we get in talking to these guys really seriously, I, I just want to tell you that uh, Rick uh, is one of the original listeners of our podcast. In fact, he approached me oh, last year sometime about uh, sharing some of his insights on the show. And one thing happened here or there. You know, we were talking about the, the conference and expo or we had uh, other things booked up. So uh, we didn't get around having him on. I wanted to make sure we got him on. And unfortunately, I didn't hear from him for a while. And I realized that was probably because of the terrible jokes that you tell every week. He would be a little embarrassed to be on our show. <laughs> you know, Craig, intelligent people normally are. So uh, that's why we really appreciate having Rick and Jeff on today because, it, you know, we need folks like this to, to come and actually deliver some, some real information to the audience. For sure. So Rick, why don't you kick it off and tell us a little bit about Cloud Tech One. I've been in the industry about 35 years in different evolutions of VAR, MSP, et cetera. We've settled on well, three different stages of the company, if you will. And our core competency is as a an MSP for uh, small and medium businesses. We're really good at that because we've taken a lot of experience working in the enterprise and honed it down for that offering. That portion of the company marches on and keeps us afloat day to day, allows us to get out on the bleeding edge of technology and, and do other things. And as such, we were uh, an early adapter of the cloud technology. And so we are now also a CSP and we're marching down the road, helping our clients implement cloud solutions and hosted solutions of all kinds. And then uh, of late, the most uh, recent technology that we're recent reaching out to and grasping and becoming early adopters on is IoT. And if you notice, there's a common denominator in that all of those three businesses are all based on monthly reoccurring revenue and subscription models. And with 35 years under my belt, an annuity-based business just works perfect for me. And Jeff, as I understand it, CPI Communications functions as a hybrid in terms of serving as an MSP for end-user businesses and a digital services vendor for other partners uh, within the channel, as CPI Communications did exhibit at the Channel Partners Conference and Expo in Las Vegas. Uh, can you tell us a little bit about CPI and, and what serving as a hybrid is all about? Sure, absolutely. So CPI has been in business for 20 years, predominantly as a carrier agent, much of the Channel Partners program doing a lot of the things that a traditional carrier agent would do a master. Um, in the last couple of years, they've added going inside the building and providing technologies, phone systems, unified communications, SD-WAN, things like that, more gearing towards, as uh, Rick alluded to, more of a, an MSP model or an as-a-service, something with monthly recurring revenue. But being an expert outside the building and inside the building is really our claim to fame. So we're kind of a, a hybrid provider of technologies and kind of a hybrid business in general. So that uh, focus on new technologies and customer delivery in and out of the building. Yeah, and guys, these evolving businesses that you describe fit really well into what we're trying to do with the Channel Partners 360 Awards, providing holistic telecom and IT solutions to businesses. Rick, maybe as a CP360 Award winner, you can talk a little bit about what CloudTech One is doing to help end-user businesses become more efficient and successful. We are juke to nuts, A to Z, front to back, if you will. We do provide the uh, internet and telecom experience, uh, but we leave that to our masters. Uh, we are a master, by the way, for the cloud business and the upcoming IoT business. But what won us the uh, 360 award was uh, one of our clients who was a Department of Defense contractor who took full advantage of our entire cloud-based line, among other things. And they started off by uh, subscribing to our 
CIO on demand service, which put me in-house over there, virtually anyway, as their CIO, allowed me to architect solutions for their data and telecom and processes and, and all sorts of things. We did a hosted VoIP solution. We did an offsite data center, took 55 legacy physical servers and virtualized them and put in a storage area network, switched them from perpetual licensing over to Office 365 and brought in a secure file sync and share service. And really just, uh, they allowed us the luxury of being able to architect the perfect solution for them. Uh, and in doing so, gave us a shining example of what could be done for others. And at the end of it all, and because I suppose I was in the position I was in, being the virtual CIO, I was able to work closely with the CFO and actually calculate some of the return on investment. Um, I'm proud to say that during the time that we did this for this client, they had a 40% growth. And this was a company that was already a $100 million company. And they are now poised for what they fully expect to be another growth spurt of equal or more. And that was really what it was all about. Wow, Rick. Now, that really is, you know, the definition of the 360 award itself, you know, working with a company full circle, so to speak, not just helping them with their technology, but sitting down with them and showing them ahead of time what their return on investment could be and what it will be. And that leads me to Jeff posing the same question to you as someone who has helped a lot of businesses and is a repeat winner of the 360 award. What are some of the things that CPI is currently doing to help businesses stay ahead of the curve in today's competitive environment? You know, a lot of what we do is focused on helping a customer understand technology and how it applies to their business. We see a lot of people, you know, the industry's trends are to hype up a technology or to oversell what its ability will be. So we spend a lot of time educating customers on what it means. We'll explain the ins and outs, help them with cost of ownership, cost of purchase, complexity, and decide where it fits for their business instead of coming in and just trying to Trojan horse or deliver solutions that an industry says are the way a customer should go. Every vertical's got different you know, questions they ask and why they ask them and how it applies to their business. So as we go in, we kind of become almost free consultants, just asking questions, letting them know how those things would apply, letting them know what the technology looks like, showing them examples of it, and then helping them look at it from a should I, wouldn't I buy this if I were you kind of a, a discussion so that they make intelligent decisions instead of just kind of being blindly led by industry trends and hype. All right, some good stuff there, Jeff. Uh, both of you guys have been in this business for quite some time and, and have a lot of experience you can share with our listeners, particularly uh, some of your peers in the channel community. What's one piece of advice you might give them other than don't take my sale? <laughs> um, I'll be honest with you, and, and maybe I've heard it out there as a cliche, it's, it's adapt early, fail early fail often and then then win. What that means to me anyway is that, yes, there's a lot of marketing hype on things early on, but there's some truth behind it or these large companies wouldn't put a lot of time and effort into spending the money on the marketing and sending the messaging. We grasp a hold of that stuff and consume it, test internally, find some case study clients within our customer base and implement that stuff. And that way, uh, you know, we're top of mind. Well, we also do a lot of education. So we're out there doing webinars and seminars on these topics. And what it does is it puts us top of mind when people finally do 
feel that a technology has matured. And if your company is large enough to allow you the capacity to do things in that manner, I think it's a winning equation. If you're not large enough to do things in that manner, then I would seek out a master and mate up with them or create yourself an alliance with peers in and out of your geographic area, align yourself with others to make yourself like a hosted voice over IP phone system does, make yourself look like a much larger, uh, more capable company. Even if you're one person and you have a savvy VoIP system, you can sound as though you're an international conglomerate. But these are the things that different types of companies, small, medium, uh, have to do in order to compete in the industry. Some great advice, Jeff. Same question to you. Um, A couple of things. Uh, I would say, number one, don't knee-jerk. I think as the industry makes changes, they're slow to adopt. People think that it's kind of an all-or-nothing or a complete 180 overnight. I think things move and move slowly. We've seen technology come and go. I've been doing it for 25 years, and things that were going to take over the world didn't necessarily. So learn and embrace absolutely. You have to be able to educate your customers. So if there's a new technology or a new trend coming, you have to understand it, but don't assume it's going to do all the things that they say it's going to do. Just take it as it comes and be ready for it, but don't don't think it's going to be a, a complete shift overnight. And the other thing that we've learned is partnering. We've you know as a channel partner, we everybody partners, everybody learns. But some people you traditionally saw as a competitor can now be slightly coopetition. You can have times where you compete, but also cooperate, and it really makes you extends your grasp. It makes you a bigger company. It expands your footprint by being able to play well with others and not being an all or nothing kind of a company. We've done really well in networking and growth in similar industry, but not necessarily identical. And then sharing leads, sharing opportunities, sharing technology, sharing trends. You really, as people see you as a friendly, they'll work, they'll be more willing to work with you and more willing to share and open up. And it's uh, extended our footprint well outside the Midwest to the coast because of our willingness to partner and play well and do what we do well and work with them and other people and what they do well. That is great advice from both Rick and Jeff there. And it kind of leads into uh, my last question for you both here. And and Jeff, we're going to have you bat lead off this time, talking about adapting to these new technologies and, and all the trends that are out there and all the acronyms. I like to call the channel uh, acronym heavy, uh, you know, IOT, SD-WAN, everything's an as a service now, uh, is it not? And, you know, that's AAS, although Craig would say uh, it's spelt a little differently when referring to me. But, uh, <laughs> you know... <laughs> Where where would you both say you see these digital services going over the next 12 months? What's the next big trend that partners should look for, look to adapt to, and also, as Jeff alluded to, be a little careful and get that, gain that intelligence about the technology before doing so? And what are you doing as businesses to keep up with these rapid advancements and changes that we're all experiencing in the space right now? couple pieces there. Number one, I, I do believe a lot of things are coming around as a service and we're seeing more and more that people are embracing that. You know, sometimes with a, a fuzzy math calculator, people come to a certain number and then other people come to a different one. We like to present multiple options. We like to walk in kind of open-minded as to what makes the most sense for a customer, both the uh, technology we provide in the building and out of the building. We're getting more and more accustomed to consolidated b- billings for various technologies as a service, you know, a, a UCAS play, 
combined with a you know a, a managed service of some form or monitoring or things like that. So you know the industry is heading more that way and seems to be moving to an as a service model. But there's still a lot of people out there. I would look at our revenue stream and I would say more than half of our revenue stream is still coming from your traditional buy it and own it and pay maintenance on it perpetual type of an environment. So mm-hmm. we like to you know go in and say we can do both and we're fine. Yes is the answer to most questions. If you can say yes, yes I do that. Yes that's an option. We might have to partner on that one, or no, we do that ourselves. But when you, you know, walk in, the old adage, when you're a, a hammer, everything's a nail. You walk in and you try to listen to the customer and help them and direct them and guide them. But uh, we answer yes to almost every question, and that usually gives us a sense of credibility. Customers see us as somebody who wants to play in their box, not try to force them into our box. Very well said. And Jeff, I have to tell you, yes is an answer I often give at the dinner table. Come and get it, dinner. Uh, so, <laughs> please pass it over. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. And then with that, Rick, I'll kick it over to you. For me, as I said, I'm an early adopter of technologies as they come at me, and since I'm in a monthly reoccurring revenue model, pretty much all, everything across the board. Not to say that we still don't have project work and time materials work, we do. But what I've got my eyes set on, what we're researching very heavily, is IoT. You know, I'm here in the Detroit suburbs. And uh, we are the manufacturing capital of the world. And so autonomous vehicles are here. We've got the autonomous vehicle training site right down the road from us. I'm the, what they call me, an ambassador to industry for IoT and cloud at the largest manufacturing association in the world, which is Automation Alley. And I've aligned myself on in all of these areas you know, on purpose. And you, as you guys know, I'm an editorial advisor for channel partners. I leverage that and use that to go to other shows and, and to blog and write articles about that stuff. But I'm during that process, I'm constantly researching for my customers and trying to come up with and stay out in front of the next wave of technology. The economists of the world are telling us that Industry 4.0 is upon us. They're telling us that the virtualization of the world and, and IoT are actually going to be a mark in history to the extent that it's the next era uh, whereas Henry Ford's assembly lines was industry 3.0, this is now industry 4.0. That's what we're getting out in front of. We think that there's uh, a huge, huge amount of business to be developed and won in that era, so much so that we're actually developing a show here in uh, the Detroit area in the fall. And we're just trying to bring everybody together. And our show isn't about putting together vendors with buyers and all that. It's, it's really about bringing together community because here in Detroit, we feel like we're in a battle for that Industry 4.0 moniker. We're the Motor City, right? There's going to be a whatever you want to call it, IoT City somewhere. And the three cities that we see there that are waging for that name are Detroit, uh, Silicon Valley, and then uh, Germany, where, where it originated. We're very, very serious about it. We're bringing in the city and the state and all our dis- different tech industries and all our vendors and, and uh, even the schools because we got to train people up on this stuff. It's all in here and we're banking on IoT, knowing that it fits our model, that there's a, a huge demand for it and that we're going to be out in front. Rick, you got me excited about Detroit there. I think I heard some Motown in the background. Yeah. <laughs> Don't think you're going to get me to, to chime in with a few verses either. 
Well, gentlemen, thanks so much for joining us uh, again. Uh, Kevin, I think we've managed to find a couple of guests who are much smarter than we are. Yeah, that pool is always full. Uh, but but yes, in this case, we definitely went up a few classes. So so that was great. Thank you both very much, Rick and Jeff. It was a pleasure having you on. My pleasure. Thanks, guys. So, Craig, uh, you know, much like Cloud Tech One and Rick and CPI Communications and Jeff, uh, our podcast has now come full circle or 360 degrees. And and maybe you could tell us, you know, other than Kelly Ripa, of course, who you would always be dreaming to co-host this podcast with. Well, that's a good question. Maybe uh, somebody in, in the sports world, you know, Michael Jordan, that'd be pretty cool. Get LeBron in the podcast. Uh, how about you? You know, Craig, uh, other than Michael Strahan, I'd probably really enjoy hosting the podcast with Sean Connery. Oh, yeah? And who's going to come to save you, Junior? Much like the same time that he always shows up to Wimbledon, we'd probably have to record our podcast around Turnish. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Kevin and Sean, I've got to remind our listeners that they can go subscribe to these podcasts on iTunes. Just search Channel Partners Online. You'll find the whole archive of coffees with Craig and Kevin. We're excited you joined us for this one, and we hope you'll subscribe and join us for our next podcast coming up soon. And Craig, please don't let them forget Channel Partners Evolution, Austin, Texas, September 25th to the 28th. Thanks again. (laughs) 